And away we go. Hour two. Great day for talk radio. We've got our panel coming by, and uh, needless to say, we'll be delving into the incidents along the Danforth and uh, where that is all going as a story. The narrative has been short, sort of shape-shifting over the last 24 to 48 hours. Anthony Fury is going to join us along with Dan Moulton and Tom Parkin. Anthony, having discovered the background of the individual who wrote the family's letter, uh, this by way of explaining how this individual, Faisal Hassan, uh, came to be in possession, I guess, of uh, a handgun going on a rampage on the Danforth. Not how he actually came by the weapon itself, but uh, that he had mental illness. And so uh, there's an interesting story behind all of that, Anthony. And the crew will dissect. Catherine McDonald is going to join us from Global News. She's a crime specialist who's come up with an interesting uh, angle or aspect to this whole story as well. And we'll play that tape for you momentarily when she does join us in progress. It's something that I guess uh, has not been revealed. Uh, Nobody knows about this aspect or angle. And uh, we'll get to it in just a moment. You know, on the matter, though, of uh, perhaps where I was saying earlier, you know, half the Uber drivers in Toronto will now be cast into suspicion because you have a young man and everybody said he was a swell guy stacking groceries at the Loblaws on Redway there in Leaside, just, you know, off the bridge in Thorncliffe Park. (laughs) And uh, always ready with a smile. And he was somewhat shy, But uh, other than that, there was nothing that uh, I guess was overtly to suggest that he had any of these uh, harbored, any of these ill intentions. But who knows? I mean, you've got all kinds of episodes that happen. And uh, the Muslim community is also reeling from a tape that surfaced. I guess this was a Facebook posting that's since gone viral. It happened Monday out at the Jack Layton Ferry Terminal where some guy who is obviously not in his right mind. A white dude. As a matter of fact, if you've seen the tape, he's kind of like a drunk, classy Freddie Blassie, the old (laughs) wrestling manager. i got to be honest. He's sort of got this Tommy Bahama shirt on. You know, how he uh, found himself to be so confrontational. Now, it's easy to say, well, he's uh, out of his mind or he's, uh, again, a racist of the first order. But this has turned into somewhat of a cause celeb and where the... um, Muslim community, the National Council of Canadian Muslims, made a statement, and it says the language used in the video against the family, some of whom are visibly Muslim, is abhorrent and unacceptable. We're currently attempting to reach out to the family to make sure they receive any support they may need, including the children who were unfortunately present during this incident. Unfortunately, we're continuing to see reports of these kinds of hostile incidents directed against individuals who are Muslims or who are perceived to be Muslim. It is therefore important that we continue to stand united as communities against the intolerance and hate. Uh, I'm going to play that clip for you here in just a moment, but uh, can you give us just a a taste of it, Mike? You don't ask me a question here in my province. I grew up here. That's kind of the gist of it. It goes on, and uh, he continues to rail and rant, and uh, obviously uh, there is something that has uh, mentally debilitated the dude. Now, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, both, all of the above, who knows? But uh, this has gone viral, and by way of suggesting that, you know, this type of hate and intolerance uh, is rampant in the community, We'll leave it now and find out how the panel feels about it as a talking point. Catherine McDonald has joined us on the line. She's a crime specialist with Global News here in Toronto and has come by a tape of a teacher with whom she conversed just the other day. He, uh, or the teacher rather, taught at Victoria Park Collegiate. Uh, 
And uh, as a student, Faisal Hassan uh, actually had some harrowing uh quote i guess that uh do we have the we have the tape of that first let me get Catherine in here Catherine, i appreciate you joining us here on the fly good afternoon hi how are you very good so uh you spoke to this teacher at victoria park collegiate and what did this teacher what did this teacher relate to you well this teacher saw the story on global last night in which uh we reported that uh faisal hussein had been apprehended twice under the mental health act um, and we also mentioned that he had attended two high schools, Mark Garneau and Victoria Park Collegiate. A short time later, we got uh, a voicemail at Global from this teacher identifying himself saying, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but now it's out there that he was a student at the school. And he basically, um, today I actually tracked down that teacher uh, who was really, really apprehensive about uh, putting his voice out there. Uh, he just wanted to make it a tip, but... Um, I convinced him if, if we could uh, alter his voice and keep his identity private, uh, I convinced him to let us use uh, part of that uh, quite long voice message he left for us. Uh, he said, you know, he, he, uh, he was really upset because 10 years ago when he had this young man as a student, um, he made some comments to him that were very concerning and he went to the school authorities. So if you want to play some of this tape now, um, again, the voice is, is distorted. Okay, this is the teacher at Victoria Park Collegiate, in touch with Catherine McDonald, because the teacher had recognized that the teacher had taught Faisal Hassan and said this. Well, Global News Toronto, if you have called this place, you'll see this call coming from Victoria Park Collegiate. Uh, I'm a teacher here, or was a teacher here at the time, and I just want to give you a news tip. I wasn't going to mention this to the news, but now it's all over the news that this kid was a student from Victoria Park Collegiate, the Victoria Park shooter. Ten years ago, when he was in my class, and I asked him, what does he want to do? And he said to me, oh, I want to kill someone. I said, are you kidding me? Why? What do they do to you? He said, nothing. I just feel it would be really cool to kill somebody. I said, you're joking, right? He said, no. And this kid creeped me out. I mean, he was always polite and nice, but he creeped me out. He looked like he would kill somebody. We reported it to the police. The police did come. They actually took him away and handcuffed under the mental health act. So it wasn't like we did nothing. It wasn't like the police did nothing. But after a couple of weeks, they released him because there was no immediate threat to him or to anyone else at the time that they could prove. This is 10 years ago, so obviously there was no immediate threat. But I can tell you, it creeped me out to this day. And then all of a sudden, I saw him on the news. I went, oh, my God, that's the kid I had in my class. Because, like, I wrote his name down way back when, thinking, if this ever happens, you know, I just, and holy shit, it did. So, you know, take that for whatever you want. It's a fact. It's not, it's in the records. Like, we reported it, and the police did what they could. But uh, unfortunately, what a horrible tragedy, and i got to tell you, if I hadn't reported it, I would just be so beside myself. I'm still not thrilled, but anyways, there's your news tip. Thanks, have a good day. Bye. Wow. Uh, Catherine, this teacher mentions taking the student away under the Mental Health Act. You mentioned more than one occasion, is that right? Right. So last night, uh, we reported he had been apprehended twice under the Mental Health Act. Today, I confirmed through a police source and in fact, while he was a student at Vic Park, he was 21 years old at the time. He was a special education student. Um, yeah, he was there trying to finish up his high school. He, is, he was actually apprehended three times in uh, the spring of 2010, once in May and twice in June of 2010. Um, and it's not clear that actually he was apprehended on the exact day that the teacher uh, experienced this uh, interaction with him. Uh, it may have been a few days later because the other, the, the other three occasions... Um, uh, you know, the, what the police reports say is a little different, but 
this he, he I, for one of the one of the other occasions he uh, he actually cut his face using a razor blade that he uh, had broken off a pencil sharpener and he cut it uh, like the Joker from Batman and so um, you know as I reported yesterday he had made utterances uh, about uh, death and uh, explosions uh, so. There were, you know, the police may have been called, you know, a day or two later, but it, in all three instances, it was at a point where the school felt that he was a threat. And uh, obviously this teacher, only, he said, I did hear about, he said, I, did, I do remember hearing about how he cut himself with the blade. Uh, but he said he didn't remember the other instances. I said, did any of the other students overhear this? He said, no. I went up to him privately uh, because he didn't come to class very often. He was a uh, he was, had a very bad record. Uh, his absentee record was very, you know, he was often missing, he said. So I went up to him. I, went, I tried to engage him. Uh, the other students were working on their own. And he said, that's when he said this to me. No one overheard it. And he said he then went off to the office, uh, wrote his name down on a piece of paper. So if he ever, you know, he said, that, you know, in all my years of teaching, this was the only time I'd ever written down a name. Um, and then uh, he said, um I said, wouldn't students have seen him being apprehended? He said, you know what, we have a lot of kids that get taken away under the Mental Health Act, and usually they go into the office and they sit there until the police arrive. So it's not like students would uh, think that was that unusual. Um, and um, so that's, that, that's sort of his story. And he said um, he actually took that little piece of paper where he wrote down Faisal Hussein's name, and he moved it with him when he went from classroom to classroom over the years, from desk to desk, because often he would shift rooms. Uh, and that's, uh, that's why he said, you know, it, it was just the one student. And he actually went into the school yesterday and checked that piece of paper. He was pretty sure it was the same guy. And, and that's when he called Global from, from that uh, phone at the school. Wow. Uh, I was luckily managed to track him down through a, a lot of hunting, uh, you know, and going to the school and chatting with people and, uh, and then finding him through the phone book, basically. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Did the school, I know school's out right now, but if you did speak to somebody at the school, was there any further follow-up or any consequences to his being taken away? I guess then he uh, just came back to school after a short spell out, or uh, how did that Right, work? yeah. So the inspector in charge of mental health, for the Toronto Police is a, a guy named Inspector Chris Body. He's very uh, out there on social media. You may have heard of Chris Body. So I interviewed Chris today, and I said, so tell me about the Mental Health Act. And he says, we, we take people in, uh, we apprehend them if we think they are a threat to themselves or to the public. But after that, they don't hear anymore because they're not doctors, they're not clinicians. And so um, uh, they can be held for 72 hours under the Mental Health Act, and sometimes they're prescribed medicine, and other times, uh, you know, they are kept in hospital. But um, police say after, at that point, we don't have any idea what happens. And he told me that last year, the Toronto police had 27,500 calls for people who are, uh, have, the, you know, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And they apprehend 8,800 of those. Uh, they, last year, they apprehended 8,800 of those. I said, uh, and is this going up? He says it's up about 10% year over year in the last few years. And I said, how many of the people that you apprehend do you apprehend repeatedly? And he said, quite a few. Was there any follow-up with the family, to your knowledge? Regarding, uh, regarding his apprehensions back when he was 21 years old at Victoria Park? Correct. Uh, there's nothing that, uh, like the teacher had no, had never had a discussion with the family. And the administrators, he said it was out of his hands after he went to them. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't remember seeing him, you know, after that one incident. I said, you know, what kind of student was he? He said, like, I really don't remember him except for that because he barely ever came to my class. Harrowing, uh, that's the word, I think. You know, this really uh, gives us a chill that this would have been a ticking time bomb and, 
you know, there's more to be uh, said about the Mental Health Act and how it doesn't necessarily safeguard the rest of pu- the public uh, or even an individual against themselves. So uh, obviously some some cracks in the system there. Great reporting as always. I really appreciate your weighing in and uh, bringing this tape to our our attention uh, gives us more pause for concern and consideration on this whole front. Thanks so much, Catherine. Oh, you're welcome. Catherine McDonald is a crime specialist with Global News Toronto and uh, just chewing down on that. Boy, and the teacher had the wherewithal to take down the name because teacher had flagged it even back then. So what are we to make of all, all of this as the narrative has uh, kind of been massaged over the last 24, 48 hours? We'll get to our panel, find out. That is one or many more of the topics worthy of discussion slated to go next here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.